by the old pods and the new. Brought to you by the Geek Goodness Network. What's up, world? Gerald Cooper here for the Geek Goodness Podcast Network and by the old gods and the new. I am your host here for our little Game of Thrones recap review and analysis show. But before we go on and I introduce my co-host for this evening, I want to give thanks to everybody who listens to our show. This is very important to me now. I'm not an analytics guy. I'm not a numbers guy. I don't really want to see how many people are following us quite yet and what the uh, reviews are, but the reviews are great. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) And a couple of weeks ago, we hit a milestone, a thousand downloads. And we're like, what are we four months in or something like that? Five months. And that's, um, that's because of you. And that's very important to us here. And before we start the show, I wanted to say, Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for putting up with my lateness <laughs> and everything else that goes on here. Um, we are glad to have you. You're important to us. And again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now that the butt kissing's out of the way. Nancy. It's, yes. been, a minute. it's been a minute. I miss you. It has. it has. I've missed doing it. We haven't. We haven't. Uh, we we chat all the time but we haven't um done the whole pie thing together how are you i'm all right can you hear my cat if everybody can hear my cat that's just my cat like you know commenting on the episode no we're 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 totally fine with the cat as as long as there's no no fan yeah yeah. we rarely we rarely record around dinner time for him so that's that's why that's happening um but yeah, it's been really busy at work, and I have not been able to stay up past 10 o'clock unless I'm at work, which has been often. So um, it's good to be back. <laughs> Glad to have you here. Can't wait for these insights. Because, Miles, how are you this evening? I am doing good. How about yourself? I'm overworked. <laughs> you know no complaining. No complaining. We're here for fun. We are here for fun. All right. Season two, episode five, another ominous uh, title, The Ghost of Heron Hall. Let us get right into it. Uh, the show opens with Renly and Catelyn uh, negotiating terms to bring the Starks and the Baratheon forces together against the Lannisters. Um, just as they seem to have come to some sort of agreement, the Shadow Demon. Shadow Demon, that's right, I said it, came, that came out of Melisandre, uh, slithers into Renly's tent, kills him, and disappears. Some Kingsguard bust in as Bran is holding Renly's fallen body. Uh, she fights him off, but has to flee because Renly's men are going to think that she's the one who killed him. Uh, Loras is emotionally, this is a little later, after the body's been dressed. Loris is emotionally undone to the point of being irrational. Both he and Baelish are, I'm sorry, both, um, both Marjorie and Baelish are having a difficult time getting them to listen to reason and get the hell out before Renly's men become Stannis's men and Tyrell start getting murdered. Um, so we also here get, um, another layer to Marjorie's, not just her ability to play the game, but her, her ambition. So Nancy, you've been away for a little bit. What do you think about this scene? Um, I, I, I always liked Marjorie. I have to be honest that she's always, she, she's really good at playing the game. And but there's also something actually kind-hearted about her within it. And Absolutely. that's hard to maintain. That's a hard balance. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, and, and I mean, and she knew damn well they needed to get out. You know, poor Loris, he's just a man in love. Like, he's, he's lost. <laughs> you know, so it was, it, he needed her to make the decision. Yeah, and, and, and for Baelish's little push. What do you got here, Moss? Uh, well, going back to the uh, 
actual first scene. Uh, a couple of podcasts ago, we were talking about uh, Rob was talking to Talisha about Rob's uh, actual plan. Like what what's what's he's gonna do with the South? Well, mm-hmm. we figure we finally find out what he wants to do with the South is he doesn't want to do anything with it. He wants to strike an alliance with one of the Baratheons so they can have the South and he just go and worry about the North. So that was something that we finally figured out what is his uh, exact plan for once he's done defeating the Lannisters and killing Joffrey. Right. He He's always just wanted to go home. I think all of the Starks just want to go home. They don't want to deal with the palace intrigue. Exactly. And I think... Um, I'm not sure who said it before, but this is one of the reasons why if you want a good king, really would have made a good king because he understood yeah. that, okay, he it's not that big of a deal for him to hold a title as long as he served fealty, just like his dad did to with my brother. Right. And as long as he does that, there's no problems because you can call yourself king in the north all you want, as long as you realize I'm still the king of everything. Right. right. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I've always argued that Renly was the best choice. Mm. He could have. He could have pulled it off. Yeah. He could have put it off, but we'll, we'll, my problem with Renly is because I'm as everyone knows, I'm a big Stannis fan. The problem with Renly is he needed to realize he was the younger brother, and he failed to realize that. And yeah. people kept talking to him, saying that he would have been a great king, which has probably been true, but he played the game wrong. So, talking about playing the game like Marjorie does, Renly played the game wrong. Yeah, the the steps to succession he was um usurping mm-hmm. that but you, you also made a, a really good point about um his understanding you know mm-hmm. like where where stannis is so rigid and so like there, there's one line for stannis and, there, and there's nothing else renly got that there are a million pieces that needed mm-hmm. to be put in place and you know it, it wasn't so black and white in this nuance and the uh moreover to to a point that you made uh the stark or specifically the rob renly relationship really would have been perfect because it was everything both of these guys wanted exactly right yeah uh i i also want to turn to baelish's grin after um because you always got to Damn. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I'm well. You 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 don't know this, Moss. I'm a lot more conflicted about Baelish than I was walking into doing these podcasts. Um, okay, he was one. He he's still a great character. There's no denying that. I just don't uh-huh. like him as much as I used to. Um, re- reviewing these shows. Mm. Um, and I and I understand him the same, but I don't like him as much. It's funny because I'm liking him more as I go through this, but okay. <laughs> no, that, that's interesting. I will, and I'm sure we'll hit it. But I love his mm. grin. His grin after Marjorie says um, that she wants to be the queen. She doesn't want to be a mm. queen. She wants to be the queen. And I think at that moment, he felt the kinship with her. Because it, it, like you, you look at the camera, it, it's on him for a second, and and it's almost like he's resisting smiling, but he can't. No, because, it's because he's got her leverage now. It's yeah. not. It wasn't that he felt the kinship. It was that oh look, I've got something over her now. Not only that, he has a big piece in his pocket. He has the reach now in his back pocket. As long as he wants to be the queen, you know, he can always make things move and things happen to get that position, to get, you know, another person on his side and another kingdom on his side. True. True. I don't I don't think I he's not a hundred percent reptilian. He's like ninety nine point eight reptilian. Ninety nine point eight reptilian. Yeah, whatever. That's that's some that's okay. some he's not Joffrey. Okay. Hey, listen, man, ain't nobody Joffrey. Yeah, I think exactly. <laughs> true enough. True enough. All right. So um uh okay, so we're moving on to Cersei. So she's basic she's really stinging because Marcella's departure is imminent. Um, she's also drunk, which is making her extra, extra petty and extra difficult. That's saying a lot for Cersei. Um, Tyrion's trying to get a plan together for the coming of Stannis. She's just being completely difficult. Um, Stannis has, as we've mentioned, he's going to pick up Renly's men as a, uh, as a result of Renly's death. Um, but she's not giving up much. Um, being extra, extra Cersei. Um, so 
Tyrion questions Lance Hill, who's Tyrion's man on the inside. And when I wrote that, I was like, ew, that's kind of gross. And like, I'm the only one who, of course, thought that. Um, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> uh, the inside, right? Anyway, um, and and he. Like I said, he gives everything up. Lance overheard Cersei's plan to use wildfire against Stannis's fleet. Back in Stormlands, Davos is shook. He is absolutely shook by what he saw in the cave come out of Melisandre. Stannis is not interested in the conversation. He finally has the full military edge on the Lannisters. I don't care how I got it. He doesn't want to hear it. Davos says, well... He's worried about Stannis um, taking King's Landing with Mel at his side because it'll be her victory. There are whispers that she's controlling Stannis. So real quick. All right. Let, let's go back to the beginning of my long diatribe. Um, when I when I watch this again, I was like, man, for Tyrion to be such a good guy, he's really bullying the living shit out of Loras. I mean, like like Loris is so mentally outclassed here. Like it's it's not, you know, it's beyond not even a fair fight. Yeah, true, but Loris kind of deserves it though. He was like a, a shit for most of the season so far. So it's kind of good to see him like get get put in his place repeatedly by uh Terry. Oh no, he's garbage. Loris is garbage for sure. And let's um, remember that that Tyrion is always the lowest on the Lannister totem pole. So for him to, you know, get the edge, it's he's going to enjoy it. Yeah, that's and that, that's what I was thinking. It's kind of, you know, it's my my Superman thing where it's like you're you're the good guy. You don't punch down. But that's just something that I noticed. Yeah, um, but I wouldn't call Tyrion a good guy. I mean, I, at least to me, I don't think he's a, a good guy. I think he's a practical guy. I think, you know, if things are, you know, all well and good and nice, he will do it if it benefits him. But uh, he seems like a type oh. of guy that gets dirty. I disagree completely. Okay. Tyrion's main problem is he is a good guy. That's why he suffers so much. Like it's he's a Lannister, so that comes shaded with a lot of dark. So you yeah, know, I'm not arguing. Saying, he's, I, he's not, but I mean, like he's he's too easily hurt, too easily involved, and that's why he ends up fucked all the time. And he does care. And he does care. We got to throw that in there. Like it's yeah, but those are women. Like I don't see him like really. Well, maybe you're right. And children, know. though. Like I mean. You know, that's why he's looking out for he's trying trying to look out for um Cersei's daughter and son. You know, like because he cares about the kid. Well, okay, if he cares about the kids, all right, I don't really walk. I don't want to walk down this path. But if he really cares about the kids, why is no one saying anything about Tomlin? Like Thomas, this this forgotten child who is second in line behind Joffrey, and because, because women and girls are more vulnerable in that in that type of situation. Fair enough, but like, why not do both? Why not he's, get Marcella and Tomlin out of it? Because Cersei would kill him. It's, it's, he can only it's, rescue one at a time, and he does try to deal with Tommen later, and it just doesn't play out. Is but, it? it is that a, is it a story fail here? Like like a minor story fail with that? Because you no, asked that. because I mean I yeah, I'm not going to jump forward, but there's a point later in the show where you, in the in the you know like seasons. Well, I guess it's this season, but anyway, where it is clear what happens to women in war and when things go bad. For sure, for so, sure. No, I'm not, no one's no arguing that. So I think in this situation, he knows shit's going to go bad. So if the first thing he can do is get is make sure she's safe and he sends her somewhere where, sh- where she'll be safe. You know, Tommen, the issue is he'll he wants to help him, too. But if you try to take both of Cersei's kids when she's already losing Joffrey, he'd, he'd get poisoned like it would be done. And he knows it. So he just does. He takes the the one he can protect, the the one who's most urgent to protect. Uh, okay, uh, to me it just seems like I would I would have think Cersei would be. Maybe I'm reading Cersei wrong, but I would have thought Cersei would be more compliant if you're talking to her like, "Hey, we gotta get both of these kids out," and you know. But no, maybe you're right. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. 
I'm gonna I'm going to throw this one to you, Miles. Um, so when Davos um hits Stannis with the hey, you, you got you can't go marching to King's Landing with um, our troops. Yeah, is did, did he outmaneuver Stannis here with that? It's like okay, well, you know, militarily because this is what. Um, what Stannis, what's his near dare to Stannis? Is hard. This yeah. is where this is what I understand. Um, I can't, I can't get you with the hey man, you're dealing with you know blood magic and all this craziness. But I can get you with the practicalities of war. Did he outmaneuver Stannis here in this moment? Yeah, I think he did. I think he literally presented an argument where Stannis was like, you know what, you're right. I can't, I can't deny the fact that if I go in this battle with Malisana by my side, rather, regardless if he does anything or not, people already know that she does like weird magic and she's always in his council by themselves. People are going to whisper saying that, yeah, you know what, that Malisana is like pulling the strings. And I think Stannis is one of those type of people where <laughs> maybe not necessarily, but he, he wants people to know that he did this. This is, this is his victory. I can, I can absolutely see that. I can absolutely see that. All right. Tyrion and Bronn are, Walking through the city, trying to get, um, trying well in their heads, basically trying to work out a plan to deal with Stannis is coming. When they come across, I guess you would call it a town crier of a kind, um, railing against Joffrey because he's, um, well, he's Joffrey, <laughs> not a real Baratheon and a uh, product of of incest. He also calls Tyrion a demon monkey, which I don't know if we want to get into too much here, but. That was um, I like these nice little filler like and I think we talked about it last week, these little filler pieces that kind of flesh out the world. And, you know, the the larger story is always going to be told, but they the the writers take time to, OK, this is this is what's going on in the world, not just. All right. But these are the main players and we're just going to hit these beats like we're, we're going to give you some flavor um, every now and then on, on what's what else is going on in the world. You guys want to move on or you want to hit some stuff here? No, I'm good. Nah, okay. nah, it's pretty much straightforward. Okay. Um, so back in the Iron Islands, Theon tries to command, tries to take command of his crew and suffers yet again another humiliation. Uh, they ignore him when he tries to give commands. They laugh. One even gets in his face, basically tells him, you, you ain't shit, son. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and Yara shows up to pile on this. I definitely yes. don't understand. Yeah. She like, all right, I'm I'm here just to kick in the ding ding some more. Um, so, and, and I okay. What what is Theon's first mate's name? Um, Anybody? Uh, wait, uh, because, because I yeah, because he because he he mumbled it a bunch of times. He well, he mumbled it once, and I went back a bunch of times. I'm like. That accent is it, is it Darren Clefjaw? There you no. go. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. There, there it is. Thank you. Um, I hope so. Hold on. I yeah. Double check this now. All right, go go take a look. Uh, so <laughs> he he basically shows some sympathy as much as any Iron Islander can, and offers to get Theon to his ship. The conversation they have sparks an idea in Theon, and let's face it. He really wants to impress his dad, Balon. Oh, yeah. Nancy, what yeah. do you got here? I don't know. He's such a pathetic figure. I don't even know what to do with him anymore. Yeah. It's sad. Like, it's really it's just sad. sad. Yeah. He's just so sad. Like, he's never welcome wherever he is, not fully. And he, so because, and that's all he really wants is to be accepted. So, like, it's it's just sad. Yeah, it's like this indignation after it's just it's just bad for him. And 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 the the terrible part was it's like okay, when I see Fia having an idea, it's like you know because it's you, it's probably a bad idea. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know? It's like there's uh, no way this is a good idea. Uh, all right, jump in here, Miles. What um this this plan to. What would you take Winterfell? Is that, is that what you want to call it? The like through distraction? Yeah, this, it was, um, this is this is bad juju, right? Oh, this is oh boy. <laughs> yeah, Th- this makes 
uh, this is like to me the beginning of the end for Theon when he comes up with this plan because normally this would be a good plan like okay you're gonna attack Torrance Square to draw out uh, the defenders from Winterfell so you have an opportunity to sack Winterfell okay which is I mean strategically that's a good move but like this is his other family he's gonna do this against right like, and, and, just, <laughs> and and he and he's doing it with sailors slash soldiers who don't respect him. Yep. You know, like yeah. like who who aren't who aren't loyal to him. They okay, we'll 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 take the order, but you know, like and and we're you know we're slightly jumping ahead. But again, like for me, seeing Theon with that smile on his face, oh, this is this is going to be a great idea. Bruh, how many of those have you had in your life? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you could clearly tell this is just a motivated for him the oppressed dad. That's for it. sure. Yeah. For sure. He, he wants to do this so his dad can say, I love you. You did a great job, son. Here's the hugs you always wanted. You know, come sit by my table. Like all that fun stuff. But man. He wants his dad <laughs> to be Ned Stark and he exactly. wants to be Rob. And like that's that's what exactly. he wants. <laughs> And let me tell you something, as a as a dude with daddy issues, okay, <laughs> nothing, one, one in this world, Balon's never going to give him that. No, two, never. two, nothing is going to satisfy that nine-year-old child. That that's what that's what people don't get. There, there, there's no there's no amount of hugs, there's no amount of affirmation that's going to satisfy that. Now he's he's 20, let's say. That nine-year-old kid, that nine-year-old kid's always going to. Okay, we went dark. Sorry. Anyway, all right. Back to that's where that's where his character's going at this point. <laughs> for yep. sure. For sure. For sure. All right. Back at Heron Hall, Tywin's having a strategy sessions with his lieutenant, and the frustration is starting to show. And we know how uh, uh, stoic and you know how Tywin plays it close to the chest. Um, but it's evident here. He's even taken it out on family. Not necessarily new for Tywin. Um, he turns to Arya, his cupbearer, who's kind of the lowest of the low, uh, for some insight on what this, or or rather who, this Rob Stark really is. First, before I throw it to you, Nancy, one, I love these two together. I love every interaction between Tywin and Arya. Yeah. yeah. Her, yeah. Her, her speech about Rob. Yeah, I thought her speech about Rob was good. Um, And it really gets to the fact that, like, she's so broken. She tries to build him into someone that she wants Tywin to fear. She's also has no faith that, you know, another person she loves won't die. And that's what this comes like. That's just the world she lives in now. It's like, you know... He is big. He is fearsome. He does, you know, ride his dire wolf at night or sometimes turns into him. But, oh, yeah, he can die. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's an interesting take for her. Like, you really see how far she's, you know, how how everything has affected her. I, OK, I agree with that. Also, I also thought it was a smart move to throw that part in because she, she is in the lion's den. Like, you don't I don't know if she knows how Tyron's going to uh, react. If she just gives you know, Rob all these praises, like you know, her situation is very, uh, very on thin ice. I think that's true too. I'm not sure that she's. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right. Um, you know, and it's the smart thing to say, but I'm not sure that it's not straight truth from her heart. Also, mm-hmm. well, well, there, there's a there's a grin and a look away that. One, I, I think, really speaks to her fondness of Rob. Yes. When 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 she talks about him, some people say he could even turn into a dire. And and, it, and that's there, there. There's something very warm in that moment from her. I don't. I I I, I think she's she's insanely smart. I think she's insanely smart, and she's in, and she's precociously aware. So she knows what she's doing in this moment. She and and I but I don't I don't know how much the threat, how much of a threat that she feels from Tywin. She she knows what can happen, but I don't know how much she 
she's taken that Understand. in at that moment. Yeah, yeah. 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 These, these two just I have... do love them together, though. I wish oh, I, I, I wish there'd been more of that. Fantastic interaction. And and I'm 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 going to at some point, it's not this episode, but I'm gonna go on go off on how much I love these two together. Mm-hmm. Um, because because this is just the germ of of what they they are and there's some other interactions that just like oh my god why aren't these two father and daughter um, yeah i know it is it is kind of funny considering how much he dislikes cersei like yeah. you know yeah. cersei could have been that daughter yeah she's she's brilliant yeah. enough yeah yeah but i don't true but i think he senses from Arya that more of a tomboyish side like cersei is smart but cersei is like she wants to be a lady if that makes sense no it it does but i wonder i've often questioned in my own head the conversations Mm -hmm. i have with myself (laughs) 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 if she was she always like that or is that just where she figured out the only power she'd ever have was, you yeah. know, yeah, is to play the feminine role. Like, you know, she had to embrace it instead of um, run from it because no one in her house was letting her have any power otherwise. True. I, but I wonder if Tywin would have respected her more as he went the opposite way. Cause so, Maybe. So, somewhere, like if she fought harder, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, cause somewhere down the line, like Tyron lost most of respect for all his kids. So like, I just wonder, like you kind of see where Jamie made his misstep by joining the Kingsguard. Right. And right. He, 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 you know, T- Tyrion had no shot whatsoever. Right. So it's kind of like, you. I really wanted to know what was that? That sure she was like, you know what? This is, this is not going to I you you when you said that she was smart and I think I think where where Tywin and and what I believe of Tywin I think Cersei is smart and she's not clever. Arya is smart and clever. Look at look at Tywin's eyes when when Cersei when um, I'm sorry when Arya says oh it, it was safer for me to travel this way because I'm a I'm a girl. He right. punches smart, like, yes, I like that. I like that. I need mm-hmm. you near me, sort of thing. And, and Cersei is smart. Like, like, we say, all right, some people are book smart, but they're not street smart. She's smart, but she's not clever. True, true. Maybe. Maybe. Do you don't think Cersei's. Well, I think Cersei's okay. arrogant, too. So. No, no, no. And, and actually, I, I think that that's the right idea, but I'm not sure that clever is the word I'd use. But strategically, she's not always thinking straight. Would you say cunning? Would that be a better word to use? In that she's situation? not cunning. Yes, I, I would go with she's not cunning because cunning means that she can see how everything will play out. There's a wisdom she, in cunning. Yeah, there's I a wisdom in cunning, and that she doesn't have. So yeah, I, I would absolutely go with cunning. Okay, well, that sounds good. All right, so um, man, we do get in the weeds, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, the best time. <laughs> Arya runs into Jack and Hagar again. And this time he's wearing Lannister armor, the best armor. Uh, Whatever. (laughs) Okay. Whatever. It doesn't come close. He offers. (laughs) He offers three deaths for the lives that she saved, um, basically freeing him and two other prisoners when the Lannisters um, raided the traveling Night's Watch recruits. Um, There is more here than just three lives. But oh, before we go into that, so uh, Arya does um, does name one person for Jacken to um, to to kill. And I, I've ne- I've I've only known this this moment. I've seen this scene a million times. It's the tickler. That's mm-hmm. what they call. I was like, mm-hmm. they call? that's such a superhero like B level <laughs> B level superhero name but but it fits considering because it's like oh it's ironic because it act, uh, a rat running through your chest actually hurts it doesn't tickle um so i'm a third to you Nancy this life for a life thing and this isn't this isn't new like this he he talks about the red god we've we've seen the uh the life for life thing with um 
with Daenerys and and, and Drogo and the Witch. Um, are are we looking at some some connections here? Are we looking at some parallels between gods and beliefs and things? What what do you what do you think this is? Um, I do think it is the first. The first we're dealing with the god of death. Like the first, like what he's saying is he's what is he? He says the red god, right? Right, he does say that. But it's the god of death, right? It's the same one that that her dancing teacher talked about, and one we'll learn about later. And that there's no that he's definitely teaching her about a balance. It's not just a debt. It's you know there's a balance. No, it's that that's good yeah. stuff. You got anything here, Miles? No, not much. You know, she no nailed it. I okay. mean, this is the first time we get introduced to this, uh, if you want to call it a religion idea at this point. We don't really know too much about it at this point. But um, it, it almost seemed like, obviously, you know, he's telling Arya this, and I don't think Arya is kind of like believing him. So she like throws out the tickler, you know. Hey, well, you know, here here's a, a low level person, right? You know, right. So just to see if it's true or not. The test, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there are people she wants to kill way oh, yeah. more than way this more dude. Tickler, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she got yeah. a whole list of people. All right, so um, the Night's Watchmen make it to the fist of the first man. Um, Miles, what what's significant? You're your big book reader here, I think. Nancy, how many books have you gotten? Um, I gave up midway of the third. Okay. Um, oh, she might know. It's been a while, so I'll do the best I can. Oh, no, it's been a long time. It's so, been a long time. So I don't know how uh, how clutch I'm going to be with the fist of the North. Fist of the North. Man. Fist What's of the First fun? Man. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I'm, getting, I'm getting anime mixed into my uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's the significance uh, of it, if any, if you remember? I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it's like... Um, Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to take a negative on this one. <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't want to pull something out out my my ass and be completely wrong. So I'm just gonna I won't back away from this one. Hey, it, it is important somehow. <laughs> We're gonna go with it has value to somebody. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Let- but <laughs> notice how Nancy just gave the yeah and moved on. So yeah. we're all we're all <laughs> gonna move on. Um Tyrion and Braun uh finally meet the pyromancer. He tells them about wildfire and how dangerously effective it is. Um it it melts wood, it melts metal, um, particularly flesh. He's he's punching the flesh. He I don't know why, but he is. Um Braun is unconvinced. Uh, he, he's more of a pragmatist. Uh, okay, the, the the things that work, the easiest ways are the best. Take it back to the fight he had in the Vale. Bron, Bron's going to use whatever he can, but I'm going to keep it minimalist. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm going to start this one off because, again, I've watched this way too many times. And this time, I heard Han Solo. I, it was it, okay. it was it was it was it was, it was straight up ho- hokey religions and and ancient weapons. You know, like they're they're not going to. What, what do you say? Hokey religions and ancient weapons are are no. Oh, they're 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 no match for a good blaster at your side. Yeah, I I heard that that pragmatist that you know and and man when I when I think about it more. There are a lot of parallels between between the two. Like I don't, I don't, I don't need all of this insanity in order to get the job done. Give give me soldiers, arm them the right way, and I'll the the, the, the let's take it back to the veil again. I'll impregnate the bitch. <laughs> I don't like. Give, he's, he, what, what did he say? Ten minutes, some climbing spikes, right? Like that. Ten minutes, yeah. Right. The, I, I love his pragmatism and his dismissal of this sort of um all all, all of this all of these accoutrements all this extra stuff 
give me what I need and I'll get the job done. Yeah, true. But he has to realize there's there's no way to defend the city with the amount of troops they have. Like they they need some type of ad, some type of, you know, something that Stannis is not gonna have going into this battle. Yeah. Oh, and 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 as you said, it's it's like it's like what you know. Uh, we're we're gonna give some some insider stuff here real quick. So when we have ideas in our chat, and you don't hear me say anything, it's because I don't have anything. You know, <laughs> I I don't. Yeah. You know, why why would I be negative to an idea when I don't have anything positive to interject? Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, uh, you know, I, I'll get back to you when when the brain starts working again. And I, mm-hmm. and I think that that's kind of where Braun is. It's like. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about this stuff that I have no knowledge or understanding of, but I understand this, so this is where I'm going to take it. Um, I do, I do have one other thing here. So one of the things the show does really well, um, which is for me, and I, and I believe in general, it is best when telling a story, especially in the visual medium. Show don't tell. Like so right. we're we're really just mm-hmm. learning about wildfire for the first time. There, there's, there's, there's some, there's some dialogue, and there, there's some lines that that show how, or or explain how threatening and how serious it is. But what makes this, um, what makes wildfire a threat before we've seen it, like outside, like it's in this little jar that the pyromancer hands, um, hands Terry, doesn't look threatening in a jar, right? Um, but when they open the vault, and yeah. The camera pans back and we see all the the, the jars and, and everything. And Tyrion's face. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. What is this? His, his voice. This is this is this is him again. Show don't tell. Telling us I've I've hit the mother load on this weapon. And this weapon is as serious as it can possibly be. That is one of the things, like, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff in this show that, that people complain about. And uh, I think we're going to hit the um, the passage of time thing a little later in the notes and everything. But one of the things we one of the things you have to give it praise for is I'm I'm going to tell you something. You're going to get it. And you don't even know I told it to you. Right. True. True. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely right about the power of that scene when he sees yeah. it's like, oh, shit, that, that, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how smart he was to say you no longer make that for Cersei, you make that for uh-huh. That's right. But I mean, why why would you want that weapon in her hands? Shh, shh don't say anything. So um back in Karth, I said it right, Karth. Uh, oh, I, I like I'm 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 talking about pronunciation, I'm about to botch your name. It it's it's Doria, right? Doria? Doria. Sure. We 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 go up on the R Doria, right? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of help, a lot of help, guys. A lot of Anytime. help. Anytime. <laughs> um, uh, I read the closed <laughs> captioning, so I could you know I could spell it, but I can't pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, we're we're uh, we need to add you to this other Facebook group, Nancy. I, there's somebody in that Facebook group who I'm calling out. I'm not going to say her name. Um, out here in the podcast world, but she gets mad when you spell the names wrong. Okay, <laughs> All, uh, what? Uh, like these aren't real names. All of these Y's. Like, there's a Y in the, there's a there's a secret Y in everybody's name. Are you mad at me because I'm spelling the names wrong? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> like, uh-huh. like, like, like the heat I get for you know, smack like brawn, like because I spelled it b- like the way it's spelled, B R A U N. It, it's no, it's oh, oh, and 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 okay, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Ram, all Ram, right. Ram, oh. So, okay. so she, whose name we cannot we cannot pronounce properly, and Daenerys are um, they having some fun training? I want to say it's Drogon, right? Little baby, little baby Jorgon. Yes, little baby yes. Jorgon. Okay, um, training to eat meat, and they're taking in the hospitality of Car without the U. Um, so a little bit later at an event, and probably to celebrate the mother of dragons being in their their midst, a warlock 
performs a trick for Daenerys, which makes it seem like he is in two places at once. Um, Sora takes Daenerys aside, who we met last episode. Um, big tall. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Shumai, I cut my hand. Now come on the side. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, he takes Daenerys aside, leaving Jorah alone. He is accosted by a mysterious woman with a cryptic warning. Now, I had a question here about her, but <laughs> everybody's mind is going on <laughs> on the books t- tonight, so we might just leave uh, that alone. Unless you've got something. Well, I believe her name is Quaif. And okay. So I think she's she's way bigger in the books, but uh, if I can if I recall correctly, but um, yeah, she's like this uh, you know mysterious woman who uh, gives vague prophecies and stuff like that out. Yeah, when I saw her, I sort of vaguely remembered her, but I couldn't quite place it. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, she's bigger in the books, uh, and well, not to give anything away, she's she's bigger in the books. Okay, so we don't we don't want to really talk about her that much. It's not going to matter. <laughs> Put it to you that way. As okay. we, as we go on in uh, further seasons, it's it's, it's not going to. Okay. All right, Nancy. Mm-hmm. Um. So, <laughs> Daenerys pimping out her handmaiden. What the fuck? <laughs> right. But, hey, we're, I'm I'm I am the breaker of chains. Is is this not like? some level of slavery like maybe if it's her choice what was that about i guess i mean yeah (laughs) they're friends now they're not yeah like it's will you will you you fuck this guy for information please Uh, hey buddy hey buddy sure thing buddy I, I got she you, took, bud. She took one for the team, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Okay. Uh, I don't think she would have asked her if she thought she'd say no. Sure. Yeah, no, she, she seemed actually delighted to do it. Yes, exactly. I You're think really she knew who she was asking and knew mm-hmm. what she was asking of her. Yep, true, true. Gotta true play to everybody's strengths. Yeah. yeah. She saw old boy. She knew what was up. <laughs> <laughs> wow they are gonna leave that right there um okay I, I got two other things here in this scene so is this real magic do we believe that this is real magic or is this yeah. or is this a trick that this, um this said? copperfield stuff this ain't real okay Must yeah. more, more like david blaine <laughs> that, 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 that street magic so all right <laughs> Yeah, that was just yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Okay, and, and the the other thing I have um, that, that I noticed I didn't notice before. Um, there's a line, I, and I and I don't know her name. She's um, Daenerys's Dothraki handmaiden. Mm-hmm. Um, when um, whose name who we can't pronounce when she says she looks at the dress that was that was given to Daenerys. Says, oh, you're going to like a real princess in us. Says she's not a prince. She, I mean, she's hot too. She she's is, not a yeah. princess. She's yeah. a Khaleesi. Now, when we jump forward a little bit and we go through um, this, uh, I don't even know. It's not a marketplace, but it, it's it's the area everybody's hanging out in. The Dothraki, not not the two guys who are going to steal the 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 gold, yeah. right? The, yeah, they they do a pan, and the Dothraki look very much unhappy, very out of place. We don't want to be here. Anybody got any insight on this? Because because I, I feel like before I'm sorry to cut you off, Nancy. But, but um, I feel like that explosion was. I'm I'm losing my culture here. I've, I I don't have my you know this is not the life that I signed up for. That that's what it felt like to me looking back on it. You, you got something here, Nancy? Yeah, that's that's basically how I read it too. Mm-hmm. And it's like she she understands, and and all of them who followed her understand the necessity. But politics aren't something the Dothraki do, and this is that's what this is. This is politics. She's got to dress up in the dress they gave her and play like the princess rather than the queen that she is when, as far as they're concerned in Dothraki culture, she should just come in and slaughter them all and take over. 
Right. Right. And so it's 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 difficult for them to to balance those two things because in their minds they don't understand what she's doing. But I think the the batch that she took with her are already somewhat more flexible because they followed her in the first place and also they know this is not their world so they're they're not just it's not just that they're not comfortable in the sense of we should be raiding it's i'm uncomfortable because i don't even know what the rules here are right And that's why I think she backed off and was like, you know what, you have to wear it. It's a gift like you, you, you really should, because she knows that there are different rules here, even if she doesn't know them. Right. She's going to observe the customs regardless. Right. Right. And they and she has to have faith that her Khaleesi is doing what's best for them. Yeah, true. That's a good handmaid right there. Mm -hmm. They both are really. Um, so <laughs> on the road to Rob's camp, uh, we find a resolute brand. She is determined to kill the living shit out of Stannis for Renly's death. Um, and it's not, it's not a ton here. Brand basically, you know, um, swears herself to cat, uh, just, just more layers to Brienne. As far as I'm concerned, there's not a whole lot of, uh, like I said, they're fleshing out the, the world here. Mm-hmm. With, with some little stuff, not not so much um any big story beat. So unless you guys got something, we're going to jump to the next scene. It's one of those rare moments that I really liked Kat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I really liked her with Brienne. I really did. So, yeah. sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. So back at Winterfell, um, Brienne seems to be taking to um, being a little lord. Well, on the other hand, Rickon doesn't seem to be doing well at all. Not a little <laughs> bit. Um, so Roger, Is it Tad Farrell? <laughs> yeah, very. He's, it's also like four or five. Like <laughs> you bring him to like a important meeting, like all people that talk to the Lord, and he's not going to pay attention. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah but uh, he he's looking stressed out. Uh, with you know everybody dying or not being around him that that he's used to um so roger informs brand that there's a raiding party very nearby and he needs men uh a bit later brandon brand brand and asha debate the many degrees of a lie which i thought was interesting um brand also tells her of a dream where he sees the sea come to winterfell and Asha is spooked, completely. Yeah, spooked. well, boy, was there ever a more prophetic dream? Yeah, yeah. No, right? yeah. that was That's just a- like banging Ooh. on the head with that one. Yeah, this is this is um this is again this is like a really interesting scene to me for a bunch of reasons. I, I love the little details here. Um, so Bran goes out and he doesn't have armor on except for around his. Which I, I I was like that's just such a such a great touch. It's like, kind of like you want you want to move around and be comfortable, but you're still vigilant about the possibility because hey, he's he had a couple of assassination attempts. So where where do people go who walk around with daggers? Go for the throat, right? Which I, which I thought was um was interesting, and um, juxtaposing Tommen to Rickon, <laughs> Tom is just fun. And and well adjusted and and you know even in those the rare sort of sad moments. Hey, would you would you, would you like it if um if uh, Joffrey killed Rob? No, I wouldn't like it. Hey, back to being happy. Have we seen like Rickon happy lately at all? Have we seen Rickon with his parents? Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. The, the, <laughs> the absolute misery that that this kid is going through. I, I don't. I don't think that scene was about you know. Okay, hey, this is some boring stuff. I'm going to crush some walnuts, you know, while you guys are doing business. This is. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm going through some shit here. I'm. I'm having some parental withdrawal. I'm. I'm worried about what's what's going on with my my brothers and sisters out in the world who you know I haven't seen in months. And the other thing I want to mention, forgive the ramble here, is um, one one of the things I think that they do well here 
is they don't uh the show that is they don't they don't harp on the passage of time people get places and we and 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 it's important that they don't people get places and we accept that they're there when when they arrive when uh we get we get theon saying okay yeah i'm I'm, I'm gonna take my ship to um where where is it again maz i'm sorry uh torrent square right and now we're saying oh they're at torrent square like we don't we don't we don't bat an eyelash because it makes sense that there was this this time lapse you know um other other than the ravens and everything because there's a lot of talk about how the Ravens, you know, they got jetpacks on. How do they get to certain places so fast? <laughs> no, that listen, <laughs> if we're going to go in depth into this, the, believe me, this is not the problem. The problem is like when we start giving people jetpacks and one scene they're here and the next scene they're over here. But That's we'll, later. That's later. Because, not, I know. Because, I know. Yeah, because now, because, no, 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 no. I mean, no, you're because, because we're going to hit it again for sure. But oh, yeah. right, but right now they do this very well. You don't, you don't, you don't question that Theon's there because yeah, they don't, there's no, there's no, how can I put it? There's no time frame. Like there's, right. there's certain events that happen that are time. They're time events, and to me, it just the passage of time is gets really. Once we get to those events, are a little are just messed up. Like this, yeah. we know Theon is going. He talked about this. He's going over there. There is no set time. He said, "Well, I'm not." It doesn't say I'm going to be there in two days. He doesn't say I'm going to be there in a week. That's he what says, I mean. I'm doing it. Yeah, right, that, right. That, it, it's mean. it's very ambiguous. The whole time right. frame right now is very ambiguous. You can accept that perhaps months have passed between exactly. each scene because it's just it's simple right now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when we start to condense the story, it gets a little bit more right. okay. Yeah, you're doing too much with the time jump. But go right. on here. All right. Uh so back at the Fist of the First Men, the Night's Watchmen decide that they're going to take a small group of brothers, quietly infiltrate the wildling camp and kill Mantrader, their leader, the wildling leader. Um basically cut off the cut off the head of the snake, the body dies. Um that was it for me. I didn't, I didn't think there was that, that there was a ton here. I mean, we're going to see quite a bit later, but there didn't seem to be much here unless you guys want to hit something. No. Uh, I think this is what John's finally getting what he really wants. He's being a ranger now. Yeah. There, that, that, that lateral move going into uh, middle management there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, uh, so Sarah's making, uh, He's making a full court press for Daenerys' hand in marriage. He talks about his his wealth and his resources and how he can help Daenerys um, take the Iron Throne with them if only he will marry her. And her face tells the story. She's considering it. And then, hey, we're let, let's sweeten the deal. Hey, Daenerys, did you know that Robert Baratheon's dead? Uh-huh. Da, da, da. Sends her over the edge. Well, not over the edge, but she's ready to go. She's yeah. ready. To look, let's let let's wrap this up. Let's. Is there justice of the peace around here? Let's make this happen. <laughs> so I can go get my throne. Um, but uh, Jora, caution, slow your roll. You're going to owe this guy something, marriage or not, or, or more than you want to give, marriage or not. Make it make it your victory. We're going to we're going to get this together. We're going to make it happen. Chill mm-hmm. for the time being. And then, oopsie. He makes it weird. Um because oh, he's creepy. That that oh, oh joy. Yeah. <laughs> he said he said the quiet part <laughs> loud and the loud part quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get, give me, give me something on this, uh, on this scene in particular, my man. We got probe. Oh, so I don't even know where to start. I guess we start with uh, what's his name, uh, Zoran. I can't even, I can't yeah. even pronounce the guy's name. But oh, I might boy. even try. Right, That's okay. I'm just gonna call him <laughs> old boy. So old boy is basically saying, "Look, I could be your sugar daddy. I got the money. I got the ships. I got this amazing vault over here." The person that you're going to go against is dead. This is the perfect time right now to go over there 
and win your throne back. And oh, by the way, all you gotta do is marry me. Yeah, and you know what? That sounds very tempting because only thing she really needs at this point in time. Well, we don't know how big her army is, but the real thing she needs is she needs ships. She needs the funds to do what she needs to do. She got three dragons. They're growing every day. So she could just really just buy her time since she has three, four dragons and she's good to go. So this sounds like a perfect plan. And then he's talking to Jorah and you can see in his face, like this, this dude is not, (laughs) he don't want to have her marry. No. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty that's, much what it boils down to. That's, yeah. that's where the line came from. Like, like you, you, you're going to do what with who? Yep. Like, oh no, oh no. I said, no, no. We got to do this together. Yeah. Dude, you creepy man. It's like you're just old. Not the, not the come at old people or him, but he's an old man, and like Danny is young, and she's fighting for her own throne. You, you can't marry her. Like you're supposed to be her advisor, and this is a good plan. This, as for what we know of it right now, it's right, right, right. 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 It's absolutely viable, absolutely. And uh, I, I, what, what's the line? I look at you sometimes, and I can't believe you're real. Yeah, yeah. That zone is about to hit hard. <laughs> <laughs> if, if ever there was a record scratch. So that's why you're talking about okay. Yeah. Yep. Oof. All right, draw. <laughs> you played your hand as well. Did not <laughs> big time. Big time. All right. Um Nat, since um Ari is your girl. I mean, she's everybody's girl, really. I, I don't, who doesn't I don't, love Ari? I don't, I, you, you stole it right out of my face, man. I'm like, who doesn't love Ari? I'm, I'm, I'm sure it is somebody who, who doesn't. She's they have no soul. Have, <laughs> have, yes, exactly. They have no soul. I have no retort. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is coming from a guy who loves Stannis. You, you gotta love Ari. Yeah, again, I don't see how you can. Um, mm-hmm. that's, hey, take us out. Um, talk about this, it. and, and, and it's not it's not a ton here, but um, she's your girl. Uh, take us out. Just um, what happens in this last scene? Um, <laughs> where the tickler meets his fate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she, so there's you know a ruckus, and she comes to see a dead body. And it is indeed who she asked to be killed. And so she looks up and looks for the man, and there he is. And just gives her the signal. That's one down. And you would think of a lesser character that they would be a little fearful of what they just did, of the power that they have. But no, no, not Arya. Arya's like, oh, wait, we're playing for real? All right. Bet. Okay. <laughs> That is literally her face. Her face is like, oh, yes, it's on now. Let's do this. Who are my next two? Yep. Who are my next two? Yep. That's going to be interesting. I I love that. This is my, um, and and, and Manuel would know this because he's um, particular that way. Uh, This is probably one of my favorite pieces of music, the one that they go out on. Um, I, I I think all the music's great here. Um, in, in general, I, th- I think all the songs are tremendous. I, uh, after all of this time, I still get at the at the intro, intro, the the classic intro. Yeah. Um, but but this is uh, I, I'll have to look it up. This is actually one of my favorite pieces of music that they go out on here. Um. All right, that's it. This was um the for for <laughs> for as deep in the weeds we got a couple. Of t- <laughs> this one, this one kind of flew by. This was this was a this was a fun one. This uh, was yeah, uh, and 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 the dragon and the stag didn't come to blows once. I think no, I, I think, no, not yet. <laughs> not yet. I, I, I think we may have failed the listeners. I'm going to start uh, throwing some uh, throwing, <laughs> throw, throwing some meat into the. Uh, into the <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't even have a Jamie moment where I could make fun of you, so you know there just was some lacking mm-hmm. in in this in this episode for that kind of thing. And, <laughs> Stick around and, for later later uh, episodes this yeah. season. I think we're going to have some yeah. uh, some <laughs> things to say. You also know I am unaffected by the Jamie. 
yeah, that, is, that is my dude. Anyway, all right, Nancy, we're out of here. Give the people your social media. I am Bronx Girl, G-R-R-L on Instagram and Twitter. Excellent. Miles, give it to him. I am Mr. Eagles22 on Twitter. All right. Gerald L. Cooper on Twitter, Gerald Cooper, Facebook. I got it. Uh, first time. Unlike, <laughs> unlike the intro, folks, that you, you think we curse a lot here, the intros are the intros <laughs> that you don't get are terrible. All right. That has been by the old pods and the new The Ghost of Heron Hall. We'll talk to you soon.